I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles. And this is your weekly update. It's Monday, July 11th. Let's start with what you missed over the last week, and then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. So starting with the world of baseball, Tigers left fielder Robbie Grossman dropped a short fly hit by White Sox Louis Robert to end his record errorless streak at 440 games. Now, to put that in perspective, if you're thinking left field doesn't touch the ball a lot, Grossman had not made an error since June 13th of 2018 and had touched the ball 821 times. This was not only costly for breaking his record, but also the White Sox ended up getting two unearned runs in that inning, and that broke the tied game. White Sox won 4-2 to two in that game on Sunday. The Orioles had a great week. All W's, eight straight to be exact. Their last game on Sunday looked precarious as they were down two runs and then had two innings back-to-back with four runs apiece. This win completes a four-game sweep of the Angels, which has not happened since 2003. Also, this was the first time the team had won eight consecutive games in a season since 2005. They also have the first round draft pick in the MLB draft this weekend as well. So quite a good weekend for Baltimore. On the other hand, the Blue Jays cannot catch a break. Literally catch it. They were up 4-1 to one in the fifth inning against the Mariners when 
Well, this play happened. Again, you can't see it if you are on listening to it on the podcast, but basically the ball went through Guerrero Jr.'s glove. This isn't even the first time that this has happened to Vladdy either. That's his nickname. His glove also busted against the Orioles on June 13th. Literally, he went to stretch out and catch it, and it went through one of those holes in between his fingers. <laughs> like, what are the odds? And apparently it's happened twice within the last month. So instead of the inning ending in a double play, the Mariners actually added two runs in that inning. The Mariners ended up winning that game 6-5 to five and completed the four-game streak over the Blue Jays. This continued a 1-6 and six dismal streak for the Toronto team. Moving along, we got a little bit of football news this week. The Raiders have hired a new president, and for the first time in NFL history, it's a black female. So congratulations to Sandra Douglas Morgan. The Raiders seem to always be on with their first. Their former head coach, Tom Flores, was the first Hispanic coach to win a Super Bowl ring, and head coach Art Shell was the first black head coach to win a Super Bowl ring as well with the team. Morgan is the third female president and the third black president, but the first female black president. <laughs> she comes from the Nevada Gaming Control Board and spent some time with AT&T previously as well. The Pittsburgh Steelers Stadium has been Heinz Field since it opened in 2001, but it is no more. From now on, the field will be called Acrisure Stadium. Acrisure is an insurance broker and has the naming rights already to an indoor arena near Palm Springs as well. Also, Condi Rice joins the Denver Broncos ownership group. So if you ask what's her tie to the area, like that seems really random. She actually lived in Denver as a kid and got her undergraduate and doctorate degrees from the University of Denver. She has, al- she has been added to the well-known ownership group, including the Walmart Air and Family. Now, the deal is not official yet. It's supposed to be going for a record of $4.65 billion, but it's under review by the NFL. We have a lot of golf news actually this week. So believe it or not, the PGA Tour was not the main attraction in the golf world this weekend. The Genesis Scottish Open was on the DP World Tour, brought in the biggest names in golf as it's close to St. Andrews and it's the week before the Open. Now, to be fair, I have a little bit of a caveat here. The PGA Tour did sanction the event on the DP World Tour, which by the way used to be the European Tour. So technically this is still a PGA Tour sanctioned event. That's what makes this different than players competing for the Live Tour. Among those playing, Xander Schauffele, who has won the last two tournaments he started. Despite his 72 start, Schauffele was in the running and was four shots ahead just after five holes on the final day. However, he was one shot behind the leader on the back nine. Kurt Kitayama ended up coming up from the field and was ahead by one until the 17th when he missed a six-foot par putt. Before this season, Schauffele had gone three years without a win, and that was until the Tokyo Olympics in August, and he's won three times on the PGA Tour slash now DP Tour all in one season. So I think he's fixed that problem. On the PGA Tour side, we had the Barbasol Championship, and Trey Mullinax won his first PGA Tour title. The 30-year-old hold a 15-foot putt to secure the win with a birdie on 18. Can you ask for a better ending? 
The tournament was weather delayed on Saturday's round, so he actually played 33 holes on the final day and finished with a total score of 25 under par. Fittingly, three-time Open champion Jack Nicklaus became the third American to be named an honorary citizen of St. Andrews. The only other Americans that were honorary were Benjamin Franklin, yes, like the founding father, and Bobby Jones. Nicholas is the 18-time major champion. So for those of you who don't know golf very well, Tiger only has 15. So still a little bit of the goat there. And two of Nicholas's three open championships were at the old course. The old course is what you call St. Andrews. He also made his final major appearance and his final professional golf swing at St. Andrews in 2005. This is the 150th Open coming up this weekend, by the way, and they did announce that if a playoff is needed, then the golfers will play in a three-hole cumulative playoff. Then it'll be followed by sudden death. So the players will play three holes. Whoever has the lowest score on those three holes will win. If not, then you go to that sudden death of basically winner takes the hole wins. Again, like I said, I had a lot of golf news. The DOJ is investigating whether the PGA Tour engaged in anti-competitive behavior with its players in regards to the Live Tour. One of the major issues being looked at is if the governing bodies are conspiring not to award official world golf ranking points to Live Tour. Similarly, in 1994, the Federal Trade Commission investigated the PGA Tour if it violated laws to require members to obtain permissions to play in other tournaments or appear in other golf TV programs. No action was taken at that time, but we will see if this will be the same result. I don't think so. It's not quite the same. Um, Basically, the PGA Tour is being accused of anti-competition, so we will see. Moving along to Olympic sports. In the Tour de France, Wout van Aert was, has given up the yellow jersey after three days of wearing it. Reigning champ Tade Padacha has taken it after winning two stages and continues to stretch out his lead. As of yesterday, which was the completion of stage nine, his time is 39 seconds ahead of the next competitor. Now, stage nine was won by Luxembourg rider Bob Jungles, who won his first ever stage, which was a mountain stage. Today is a rest day, finally. (laughs) Racing continues tomorrow with stage 10, which has four climbs involved. This week is World Track and Field Championships, and they will be held at iconic Hayward Field in Oregon for the first time ever. If you need a full schedule of events, check out the blog. So let's talk about something we will see. Castor Semenya has been added to the entry list for the 5,000 meters at Worlds this week. She is two-time Olympic champ at the 800 meters until she was no longer allowed to compete in that distance due to too high testosterone levels. This is any this affects any event from the 400 meters through the mile. Now she's been training for the 5000 and set a new personal best, but it was still 21 seconds off of the qualifying time for Worlds. However, after a number of runners in front of her withdrew, she is in. So let's talk about who won't be there. Russian athletes. They have been barred due to the conflict in Ukraine. No super surprise there. However, that also means none will be allowed to compete as neutrals, which is completely new and quite controversial. This has been allowed since certain Russian athletes who have been cleared to the doping scandal that was in that country 
but this will not be the case for Worlds. This includes Olympic World and Olympic champ high jumper Maria Lasitskin. This opens up the high jump field big time and ironically, one of the other high jumpers that has a chance at the title is Ukrainian. Lasitskin has never lost in international competition. Obviously, this weekend, one of the only things we had going on is the Wimbledon, and we have our Wimbledon champs. On one side, the men's, we have the veteran. Djokovic was just too much for trick shot king Ozzy Nick Kyrgios, who had his own off-the-court problems as well. This is Djokovic's seventh Wimbledon title, just one behind Federer and one behind Nadal's 22 Grand Slam titles. Despite winning the latest tournament, Djokovic will fall in the world rankings from world number three to world number seven as Wimbledon was stripped of its world ranking points. Also dealing with points, it's the end of an era because for the first time in 25 years, Roger Federer has dropped out of the ATP rankings. Also adding to the bad news, Djokovic may be done for Grand Slams for the year, as currently the U.S. Open requires all athletes to be vaccinated for COVID, which he is not. So in case you missed it, Curios has been accused of assaulting his ex-girlfriend last year in Australia. He is actually set to appear in court in August. That news broke early last week. On the women's side, we had two women competing who were first-time finalists. So in Kazakhstanian, Rubakina won her first Grand Slam. She was ranked world number 23. She beat Tunisia number five, Jabour, with 100 to 1 betting odds. She even lost the first set three to six before winning the next two, six to two. Rubakina was originally born in Russia, but has repped Kazakhstan since 2018 when the country offered to fund her tennis career. This caused some controversy as all Russian and Belarusian athletes were banned from Wimbledon. Rybakina was the second lowest ranked player to win the major since rankings were instituted. The only other was Venus Williams at number 31 in 2007. Both women competing for the trophy, like I said, Rybakina and Jabour were first time Grand Slam finalists. So congratulations, Rybakina. She was very mellow, to put it mildly, when she won. Just a simple smile. I think she was just a little overwhelmed. Isn't as fun as like sobbing on the court, but still, congratulations. Going over what to watch this upcoming week, again, kind of a slower week. We've got MLB baseball starting Monday night, the Mets at the Braves at 6.20 p.m. on Fox Sports 1, followed Tuesday on the Dodgers at the Cardinals at 6.45 on TBS. Thursday, we have the Home Run Derby Bracket Show. That will be on ESPN at 6 p.m. And then baseball games resume on Saturday, Tigers at the Guardians at 310 on Fox Sports 1 and then depending on where you're located either the Red Sox at the Yankees or the Brewers at the Giants at 6:15 p.m. on Fox. Then on Sunday we have the Royals at the Blue Jays at 11:05 a.m. on Peacock. And that night at 6 p.m. on ESPN we have the MLB draft. Now, like I said, this weekend in the world of golf, it is the Open Championship, the final major of the year. So it begins Thursday round 1. You can catch the beginning at 1230 a.m. on Peacock. Remember, we're over in Great Britain, so there's quite a time change. 
then followed at 2 a.m. on theopen.com, and then 3 a.m. on USA, and then 2 p.m. on Peacock. Also, this weekend, the PGA Tour will be hosting the Barracuda Championship. Round one can be found at 5 p.m. on Golf Channel. Friday, round two of the Open can be watched at the same time, 12.30 a.m. on Peacock, followed by the exact same times all day. The Barracuda Championship, same thing, round two at 5 on Golf Channel. On Saturday, the Open begins being televised at 4 a.m. on USA. This will be for the third round, then followed at 5 a.m. by theopen.com, and then moving over to NBC starting at 6 a.m. The Barracuda Championship will just be at 5 every day, so let's just go with that. And the final round again on Sunday. The Open final round will be televised at on Sunday at 3 a.m. on USA, and then 6 a.m. on NBC. Moving along to Olympic sports, Tuesday we have the Tour de France Stage 10. That will be at 7 a.m. on USA. Stage 11 will be Wednesday, again, same time and same place. However, Thursday it changes for Stage 12. That will be televised at 3 p.m. on USA, followed by Stage 13 on Friday at 3 p.m. on USA. And on Friday, World Championships for track and field begin at 7 p.m. on USA. The final events that day is the, oh, there's only one final event. It's the mixed 4 by 400 meter relay. This will be Allison Felix's final world championships. She is on that team. It's rumored that she'll be on that final. So be sure to check it out. It could be Allison Felix's final event. On Saturday, the Tour de France stage 14 will be at 7 a.m. on USA, followed by World Track Championships at 3 p.m. on NBC and then again at 9 on NBC. Those final events that day will be the women's hammer, the women's 10K, the men's 100-meter dash, the women's shot put, and the men's long jump. On Sunday, the Tour de France Stage 15 will also be aired at 7 a.m. on USA, followed by World Track Championships at 2 p.m. on NBC and 10 p.m. on NBC as well. Final events that day will be the heptathlon, the men's marathon, the men's 10K, the men's 110-meter hurdles, the women's 100 meters, the men's shot put, the women's hammer, and the women's pole vault. Americans have a good chance in the women's pole vault to take the title as well as the men's 110-meter hurdles. Be sure to check that out for Eagles wide receiver Devin Allen. Also on TV this week, you'll catch plenty of UEFA Women's Euro Championship. Those will be on ESPN2 and ESPN in the week, as well as we've got some MLS games on Sunday. Atlanta United versus Orlando City at 2 p.m. on ABC. Then the New York Red Bulls versus New York FC, so the Battle of the NYC City at 4 p.m. on ESPN, followed by Columbus Crew versus FC Cincinnati, again an Ohio State battle, at 6 6.30 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. That wraps it up for me this week. Don't worry, people. I found you some sports to watch. We got World Track and Field. We've got the Open, which is the last major of the year going on. It's a fun week to be excited for the world of sports. So be sure if you want to check out more, check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports. And I will catch you all next week for the weekly update.